Hello there. Thanks for joining me on the podcast uh, today. Um, let's take a look at the topic of burnout. You know, many people, many of us, many of you, work with very difficult people in the course of your day. You have many difficult jobs, many difficult decisions, problems to solve, and you have to work with people that are difficult, complain, are not pleased, can never be pleased, never can do enough for them. It's an overwhelming task to please other people. You know, there is a number of, or there are a number of professions, a number of people who are prone to this thing we call burnout. It's like a disease, if you will, although it's not necessarily thought of as a disease, but you can think of it that way. It's when you really feel overwhelmed. It's just total overwhelmed and worn out feeling. Generally, from the work you do, in the course of your day, day after day after day. This is a problem of pastors. We have to serve the needs of people and please people. It's a problem of physicians, a problem of counselors, a problem of alcohol counselors, drug counselors, a problem of grandparents who are caring for their grandchildren because their own children are drug addicts or whatever. It is a problem of parents who just have very difficult children to raise. And it just, it's exhausting. At the end of the day, it's exhausting. Nurses, you know, suffer from this kind of disorder. There are just many, many, many different professions that are prone to what we call burnout because they are people professions. They serve people. And the more they serve people who are needy, the more they serve people who are unsatisfied and can never be satisfied, the more they serve people who complain and who have high needs and demands, the more likely burnout will be an experience that this person will go through. You know, you can serve difficult people for a period of time, but after a while, you get jaundiced, you get burned out, you get overwhelmed. Some people think that you can do this for about five to ten years, and then you just get burned out, you get overwhelmed, and you can't do it anymore. You kind of have to quit. And by the way, that's sometimes the answer to burnout. And to revive yourself is to get out of that job, out of that situation you're in, and take care of yourself and build up yourself again so that you can work with people and you can deal with the people that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So sometimes that's a, that is the answer, but that's certainly the way you feel, whether you do that or not. So I refer to this burnout kind of idea as compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue. It's empathy fatigue. It's when your ability to empathize is flat. It's when your personal feelings of empathy, of caring and compassion are absent, are no longer able to be expressed. When you just feel fatigued and the, being able to feel understanding and compassionate and empathetic towards other people. That's what burnout is. There are three component, components to burnout that I just kind of keep in mind. It's an overwhelmed exhaustion. That's number one. Just physical, emotional, overwhelmed exhaustion. At the end of the day, you do not have another bit of energy to put forth for the evening. You're done at the end of your work day or the end of your service day or whatever that might be. So overwhelming exhaustion is one of them. The second one is cynicism. 
You know, you become cynical. You know, you become just kind of more than critical. You become sarcastically cynical. And uh, see things in a jauntous way. See things in a negative manner. You can almost see no good in other people. No good in what you're doing. No good in the people you're working with or the company you're working for or whatever. Just that cynicism. And then detachment is the third one. Detachment. It's a uh, feeling you're just kind of overwhelmed and you just isolate. You back off. You detach from other people. And uh, this gives you kind of that sense of ineffectiveness. And it gives you that feeling that you're being ineffective. Which is even more discouraging. When you're trying to be helpful, you're trying to be helpful to people. But you're ineffective. And you know you're ineffective. What do you do? It's kind of like a switch within you that just has gone off. And you can't put it on. And uh, you're just now down to very, very, very little energy to take care of yourself, let alone somebody else. That's burnout, okay? That's burnout. Now, when you're burned out, you know, everybody knows it. <laughs> Sometimes you're the last person to really know that it's burnout. You might think it's something, you just think you're sick or you're feeling tired, you haven't had enough sleep or whatever it is. But other people know that you've, you've come to that point about being burned out. And uh, you're the last person to understand it or to recognize it or to accept it. But everybody else knows that it's burnout. When people are telling you, you're burned out, kiddo, you better listen. Because other people will know it before you know it. And uh, colleagues and your friends and your associates uh, monitor you. And they know, because they've been there themselves. And if they know that you're in the burnout state... Sometimes they'll tell you, sometimes they won't, but ask. But just know that it's, it's well known by the people around you. You're not hiding it, if you will. So what are the signs of burnout? What are the signs of it? So that you can recognize it in yourself, you can recognize it in other people. Well, negative feelings about the people you work with. And negative feelings about the people you work for. You know, if you're a pastor, you're starting to have negative feelings about your congregation. If you're a counselor, you're starting to have negative feelings about your clients. If you're a physician, you have very negative feelings about your patients. Some you don't even want to see. Some you don't want to hear from again. You know, wish they'd go away. It's that kind of negative feeling that you have about the people you serve. The people that should get the very best of you, get the least of you. So that's that negative feeling you have. Also, it's associated with a reduced quality of care. If you're a pastor, yeah, your care for your congregation is reduced. Your quality of your sermons are reduced. If you're a physician, the quality of your service is often reduced. You may not order certain tests that otherwise you should. You may not take a look at certain aspects of the person's life or uh, dis disorder or disease or problem that they're presenting. You may overlook some facts and just miss some of the important facts, because you're so tied up in your own self and so uh, ill-feeling. So it's that kind of reduced quality of care that you provide other people. And um, they get the short end of the stick, basically. You know, another sign is being tired, but looking tired is really the issue. Appearing tired. Everybody else knows it. Everybody else can see it. Your eyes are droopy, your body is slouched, your walk is slow, your talk is slow, you're slurring, you're making mistakes, 
I mean, there's this kind of tired appearance that you give, and you give out, and people don't feel comfortable with you if they're energized and you're not. There's a reduced eye contact. When you're burned out, you don't want to look at people. You want to just avoid people, particularly people you're trying to serve and should be serving and be working with. But you don't want that. So what do you do? You just don't even look at them. It's kind of a way that you kind of wish things would go away. It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. You know, irritability or agitation is another factor. And uh, just having that general sense of irritability about everything, not just about the people you serve or some persons, but just that general feeling of agitation and irritability. And people run, you just feel like you're a prickly pear. And one of the other signs of burnout, of course, is just poor communication. You don't want to talk. Poor communication. You don't want to talk. You don't want to engage. You don't want to think. You don't want to dialogue. You don't want to debate. You don't want to argue. You just want yes and no answers. In fact, it would be better if nobody had talked to you. You just don't feel like putting forth the energy to engage other people in conversation and communication and topics and issues that otherwise would probably be enjoyable for you. Okay? So anyway, that's what burnout is all about. That's how we know it is. That's how we know people who are burned out. And it's always, I shouldn't say always, but usually in the professions and occupations that deal with serving people, service organizations, service professions of various kinds, service jobs of various kinds. Now, people come to me in my counseling practice and are burned out. I can tell it. I can tell it pretty quickly. But what are some of the things that we recommend for people? What are some of the things we tell them to do? What are some of the things that are important for a person who's experiencing burnout? And uh, how they can begin to care for themselves and begin to improve and overcome this feeling of burnout? Well, there's a couple things they can do. First of all, you have to engage in what we call self-care. They have to do things that build up themselves and their sense of accomplishment and their sense of pride and their sense of importance and their sense of value. They have to build themselves up. They have to be resistant to uh, failure, resistant, you know, to downgraded uh, discussion and references of themselves. So, but they got to take care of themselves. Uh, that means they read professionally or in topics of that would help them personally or help them in their job do it even better, or. They have to be around people who support them and encourage them and engage them in conversation, engage them in support. Friends, associates, colleagues, professionals. You know, they just need to have people in their life who are supportive and encouraging and upbuilding. See? They have to put their life in balance. They have to put their day-to-day -day life in balance, let alone their overall life in balance. There are certain things you do in the day that you just give you some balance of things that you enjoy as well as some of the things that you just have to do but you don't enjoy them. Some of the things that build you up and some of the things that kind of take energy out of you and sap you. And of course your day and of course your week and of course your life, you have to have this kind of balance of things that bring strength and give you resilience and balance that off with the things that take sap out of you, that just drain you from your own energy and from your own... Uh, abilities. So cognitive strategies and daily balance is very, very important. You got to start thinking more strategically, thinking 
more positively, thinking in a balanced kind of way of some of the things that give you good and some of the things that bring bad into your life, some of the things that uh, are enriching, people who are enriching, people who are supportive, people who are encouraging, get them into your life. Especially when you're working with people who drain you and overwhelm you and take energy from you. That's the balance you got to have. So if you're feeling drained, you got to have events and people and things that you do that bring energy back into your life and give you a sense of encouragement and a sense of energy and support and strength. Very, very important. So take care of yourself. Here's another thing that people who are burned out can do or to prevent, you know, burned out. Do what we call is mindfulness activity. Mindfulness activities. You know, in the course of the day, when you're going through your day and it's tough and it's draining you as it has yesterday and the day before and the day before that, before you, you go on to various tasks in your life, in your course of your day, just take a, take a brief break. Three minutes. Three minutes. Just take a break. Close the door to your office. Go somewhere where you can just be by yourself. Just stand somewhere where you're alone. Close your eyes and just take a couple deep breaths with very slow exhalation. And just feel the air going into your lungs and coming out of your lungs and coming out of your nostrils and out of your mouth. Just feel that several, several times. So you just take about three to five of these deep breaths. That's mindfulness. Put your mind on just a relaxation exercise. Okay? Or give some thought to an image of some kind. Imagine being somewhere that's relaxing to you, a place that's pleasant. Imagine talking to somebody that's pleasant. Listen to some music. Or imagine listening to some music. That is very relaxing for you and calming. That's what mindfulness is. Calm yourself down. And do that through the course of the day. If you're fighting this burnout issue, maybe eight times a day, on the hour, maybe you just need to take that three-minute break and just take that mindful activity and just engage in it so that you slow things down and you focus on something that is relaxing and calming you know, to your body. Very, very important. So mindfulness is a very important thing you can do. Here's another thing you can do. Change the way you think about your work. Change the way you think about what you're doing. Change the way you think about your patients. Take away, change the way you think about your congregation. See? Reflect on the satisfying work that you do. Reflect on the satisfying people in your life. Experience reflect on some of the experiences you've had recently that are satisfying and enriching and encouraging. In other words, put things in perspective. It's not all bad. It's not all negative. It's not all overwhelming. You've done a lot of things in the course of the day, course of the week, that is encouraging or that is upbuilding and is uh, supportive and is um, successful and achieving and just gives you that sense of accomplishment or sense of value and importance of what you're doing. Think about your job as something that is doing something good for somebody else, not just something that you do to get through the day. You're not just carrying out a bunch of tasks. But what do those tasks accomplish in the course of the day? Think of it that way. Now, here's another thing. Get moving. Get moving. When you're burned out, you've got to keep moving, which means you've got to go to the gym, which means you've got to have a bicycle or an exercise piece of equipment at the home. It means you've got to be walking. You've got to be swimming. That means you've got to be involved in some kind of a 
stretch exercise program, whether you're watching something on television and following it or whatever it is, but some kind of a program that gets your body moving. The stress of burnout is reduced, is controlled when you engage in an activity of stretching your muscles, challenging your muscles, and challenging your body in the form of some type of exercise. Go to the gym for half hour. Go to the gym for 45 minutes. I go to the gym one hour. I leave my home. I do my thing at the gym. And I get out of there and I'm back home in one hour. And I very diligently watch the clock and keep myself to an hour. I don't want to make it more than that because then that creates stress. Because then that spills over into something else. You can do the same thing. Make sure that your body moves and that you're into some kind of a exercise program and do it even when you don't feel like doing it that's when you really should do it jump in the pool jump in the jump on the bike and ride it jump on the uh, treadmill and walk I mean whatever you're gonna do get on and do it even when you don't feel it or when you most don't want it most likely don't want to feel like it that's when you should do it okay keep your body moving here's another one social support seek out social support when you are burned out, there are people who know exactly what you're going through because they've gone through it. Talk to them. There are people who are going through it at the same time as you. And they know what you're doing with your experience. Talk to them about it. Share. There are people who just know what burnout is or just care about you and just want you to be part of their life and talk to them as they will talk to you. So be around people who are positive. Be around people who are encouraging. People build each other up and find those kind of people and let them build you up you're probably not in any position to build up somebody else right now because you need building up yourself so be around the people who are builders and supporters and encouragers and cheerleaders in your life whoever they are but spend a little time in the course of the day with them talk to them on the phone if you can't talk to them think about them Carry on a mental or a visual dialogue with them, you see, so that they are in your life in a, in a way, in a vicarious kind of way. But seek out social support, okay? And then, you know, you want to make sure that you uh, engage in activities that are um, active. You know, when you're upset and you're bothered and you're complaining about the way things are at work and you're overwhelmed by them and you're bothered by them because they don't, do things right or they don't do things that are helpful to you and make your job worse well you can complain you can grumble you can be irritated you can be agitated but put it into action in some form write an article write a letter write something even if you don't send it but write it out but take an action about the thing that bothers you you know make sure that you uh, express yourself talk to somebody tell somebody the story share it with others but just don't sit there within your own self and grumble make sure that somebody else has a piece of the action and knows your story and tell your story to them so that they can empathize with you and they can be part of the solution and maybe come up with an idea for you if you can't come up with ideas yourself on how you can solve a problem Maybe they can help you figure out what you can do to minimize the problem that you are going through. Lastly, here's another one. Unplug. <laughs> Unplug. 
You know, the tendency is when you're in burned out is to avoid people. And what do you do when you avoid people? You become more involved in the technology of the day. Your iPhones, your iPads, you know, all that stuff, all that technology starts to play a bigger role. And you spend more time in it because you're burned out. And it's easier to just have a piece of equipment in your hand that you can dialogue with as compared to a person who brings another problem to your life. But unplug. Get those things out of your life. There are times when people just have to set a date and set a time. When I come home from work, I use my equipment, I do my technology for one hour, and then I shut it off for the rest of the evening. And I look at it the next day. So from 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or whatever it is, no more technology. Get it out of your life. Or you might take a period of time. So when you get home from work at 6 o'clock until 8 or 9, no technology. Be technology free. Give yourself a half hour of technology and then go to bed. But control your technology because there's a tendency when you're burned out is to become more involved in impersonal activities. You want to avoid people. And that's why you just get into all this kind of email and into all the games that you can play and all the social media that you can get involved in. But not good. So end it. Don't engage in that kind of behavior. Okay? So anyway, that's burnout. Now we can say a lot more about it. Uh, but, you know, that gives you kind of a handle on it anyway. And if you're in a burnout situation, these are some of the guidelines you want to really follow. Kind of know if you are burned out. Just listen to some of those qualifiers and some of those uh, statistics and some of those uh, traits of the burned out person. But more importantly, just engage in behavior that will turn that burnout around or prevent the burnout from happening in the first place. These, these points that I just mentioned are very helpful to prevent burnout as well as to help correct the burnout circumstance and situation in your life. So it's not hopeless. There are lots of things you can do. But you've got to recognize that you're in this kind of burnout world, in this burnout mindset, in what I refer to as compassion fatigue. You know, empathy fatigue. Uh, just the loss of empathy, the loss of compassion. And everything now is just mental. Everything is now just objective. Everything now is just kind of distant from you. And... Uh, it's not a good place to be. Not a good place to be at all. So make sure that your life is above board. That your life is above the line of uh, burnout. And you're being productive. Okay? So nice to talk to you. And um, I f let's bring my, to your attention a book that I just wrote and just came out on the market. And uh, coming out of the depths of depression... Uh, go to Amazon, and uh, in Amazon, Google my name, Alan Hedberg, and you will find my latest book on depression. And uh, coming out of the depths of depression, and there are some good ideas in there that can just help you uh, deal with depression, deal with burnout, prevent it, correct it. And uh, you can get an e-book, $3.99, not much at all, it's worth it. Pick it up from Amazon. 
and uh, just go to my name, and you'll you'll see it. It comes up there, and uh, order the book, three ninety nine. Okay, and uh, good to talk to you, and uh, we'll see you again. Bye for now.